Hello, apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamlined Podcast. Well, a few weeks ago, we talked about being heard and not hiding behind something, but it's time to pivot slightly and get back to some of our apartment basics. It's not a secret that I still think 2023 is going to be a tough one, especially operationally. I always say we are coming off an 18 months high of rent growth, but the experts remind me that truly it's been a heck of a 10 years for our industry. But when we unpack that, so many of our on-site teams and RPMs haven't even been in the industry 10 years. So while they might have experienced the challenges with COVID, they didn't experience the downturn in 2008 when the economy tanked or 9-11 when there were six months free rent floating around. And because of all of that, we are going to have to get back to the basics. And those of us that have been around forever are going to need to guide the newer ones and lead by example, not to mention support them. If we are going to be honest, some of our new associates might not even know what the basics are. Perhaps we dive into that on the next episode, but while concessions are fresh on my mind, I want to share some thoughts about those. Also, if you haven't taken the concession battle class, I strongly encourage you to. We just hosted one, but if there is enough interest, we can host again late March. For me, the most powerful part is we share all the fundamentals around concessions and why we don't offer the financial impact, the impact on the demographic of the project, etc. But we close with a power hour on confidence with Christina Watts. She comes in and basically tears me down and everything I said, and then empowers you with confidence to, you know, sell without um, leading with price and concessions. She actually says that um, during the class that truly we have what it takes to sell without those concessions because you can do anything you set your mind to. And that's what it's about. Whatever you believe, good or bad, that is your reality. And no one but you can change that. I guess the actual quote by Henry Ford is, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way you are right. And that's it. End of story. While we will dive into concessions and how to sell sell without leasing with price and concessions or specials, if you buy into the strategy, whatever it is, you will be successful. When we sell by leading with people and experience, yes, it's going to be harder, but it will be worth it. The other part of that is we have to be pretty darn close to perfect. But that is also possible when we have the right product and people in place. I might even challenge it's not about the product even, but just the people. For so long, concessions have just been a crutch for our leasing team. It's like they're candy or kryptonite. They just can't function without it. But I'm here to tell you, you can break the cycle. And now that we are seeing markets soften, ones that haven't had concessions in 18 months, guess what the first thing they did was? That's right. They added concessions. Some weren't even strategic about it. Just threw one month right out the door. Or some even skipped over one month and went straight to two months. Oh my goodness. 
I began opening my lease-ups on revenue management about five years ago, and since then have removed concessions and limited gift cards as well. My thought process is we are going to have to do the work one way or the other, so why don't we do it on the front end and build a stickier resident that will stay longer? This makes renewal season a little easier too. We, know, we now have turnover across our portfolio below 45%. And I know for a fact it's because we do not lead with specials or pricing. At least 12 months have, at least the last 12 months have been really fun with no concessions. I got to stop fighting with teams, management companies, or persuading them to buy in because concessions were so few and far between in most markets. Even think about this summer, how occupancies were at an all-time high. Renewals were going out at record increases. It was okay if they didn't renew because as soon as the apartment was put on notice, it leased. Prospects were watching online leasing like it was the stock market, waiting on their units to come available. It was exciting until all of a sudden it wasn't. I could feel it in my gut coming. I was actually in Nashville when I felt the first cringe. 97% occupancy across the board, rates higher than the market had ever seen. Not achieved, but seen. Then those renewals went out in September and those November people pushed back and started giving notice. The market reacted quickly and immediately started throwing concessions at it. No pivot, just reaction. Within days, I looked up and Atlanta was in the same exact boat. Honestly, it didn't even have to be this way. We were working off of rates that hadn't even been achieved. We quickly could have adjusted rates or used a loss leader strategy. But no, just like that, all the work done the last 12 months to eliminate concessions gone in the blink of an eye. Gosh, this industry is such a creature of habit and comfort zones. You can see that with technology. COVID led, lets up and we go back to our old ways versus embracing the work we put in on technology. I mean, I get it. It's better today than it was, but old habits die hard, especially in multifamily. So what would I have done if I was in the same boat in Atlanta or Nashville? Well, I guess I touched on it above by saying what they didn't do. The first thing I do is throw the pre-lease number out the window. Those aren't useful to anyone. In my portfolio, we watch the total trend closely while still monitoring the 30 and 60 day trend. The trend accounts for all notices, including transfers. So it truly is the indicator of the occupancy health. On, on most of my deals, I want my trend above 90% but below 92 and a half because if the trend gets too high, I'm leaving money on the table. We have a few deals that receive larger numbers of notices weekly. Those deals we run at a minimum trend of 92%, but we don't exceed 93. So there's just this constant sweet spot. The way we work renewals is also in batches, two sets per month. This allows us to pivot before the second goes out if need be. A batch doesn't have more than around 15 renewals, just depending on the deal and the time of year. Renewals go out on Tuesday, so we have time to follow up and prevent people from looking at comps over the weekend. Some places, the quicker you renew, the better the deal. 
Both items allow us to pivot quickly if need be. We strive for only 45% turnover. If we send out 15 renewals, that means we already assume seven notices. While 14 notices at once might seem like a lot or overwhelming, especially in November, broken into two groups is palatable. This helps eliminate the knee-jerk reaction. It, if, trend dips, if trend dipped going into the fourth for my deals, the fourth quarter for my deals, I would start with a loss leader strategy on select less desirable units to drive traffic. Team incentives would also be rolled out based on rate and net leasing activity, and marketing would be reviewed. These are all things that can be done just as quick as throwing that concession at it. There is negative impact of offering concessions as well. Did you ever consider that? It tends to compromise your demographic, increases fraud and bad debt, which of course leads to higher delinquency. Perhaps just a different perspective, but if you have to be strategic on when you allow someone to use their concession because you are worried they aren't going to pay their rent, hmm, maybe we shouldn't offer that. In addition, those concessions are costly to your clients and owners. It's not just free money. It comes out of their bottom line, which means it reduces their distribution. Don't believe me? Review the financial. We aren't just trading concessions for vacancy. Those concessions, nine times out of 10, equate to a larger loss. If an average, if on average your rent is $2,000 per month, that's $67 a day in vacancy. If the unit would have sat an additional 10 days to lease it, that would have been $670 versus $2,000 you gave away. So if you're still with me, I want to leave you with some additional thoughts that hopefully encourage you to make the change to sell from the experience versus price and specials. But before we get to that or get too positive, I want to share a few things about selling from the experience versus pricing. What does that look like? It looks like a playbook in place outlining the prospect experience, your scent, your career apparel, the curated playlist, a thoughtful tour path, a leasing script, etc. You know, the things that when the prospect meet, like walks in, they immediately know that something is different about you and your property. Shop your comps so you know what you need to do to be better than them. Ensure maintenance is on board with the same strategy. Curb appeal is on point and turns look great. Have the right people in place that understand the worth of making prospects feel important, heard, and valued. We can take a deeper dive, but I would be remiss if I didn't if I failed to mention this even just briefly today. So Brene Brown has a quote that says, "You can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot have both." Perhaps you don't think it takes courage to sell without concessions, but I would say it does. It takes courage to dare to be different, and that is what I'm asking you to do. Don't sit in the comfort zone, but choose to put in the work on the front end to create a stickier resonant that is going to um, be impactful for your deal. Sometimes we have to dig deep and take the path less traveled, but I never looked up and said, wow, it wasn't worth it. I'm hopeful if you understand the why behind what we do or what we're asking of you, you will be more apt to get on board. 
I believe in each of you and know that you can do this. You can make the shift. Put the work in on the front end and reap the benefits later in the process. While I understand this might not have been the most popular episode, and some folks might have already turned it off as soon as I said no concessions, I appreciate those who stuck it out with me. Again, I believe in you, and I know that you are the ones that are going to change our industry. Cheers to getting off the concession wheel, and see you back here next week.